We're live now, gentlemen. Anthony, you can go right ahead on, sir. Can you hear me? We can now. Good morning, men of God. We'd like to welcome you to the National Men's Prayer Call. Every Anthony, you can go right ahead on, sir. I'm speaking now. Can you hear me? Yes. Good morning, men of God. Uh, welcome to the National Men's Prayer Call, where we meet every Tuesday and Thursday from 7 to 7.30 uh, Central Time. Uh, we just like to thank everybody for joining us on this platform this morning, uh, where for, the, for this quarter, our topic has been uh, maturity, decisiveness, consistency, and strength. Last month, we covered maturity. We had a lot of great information, a lot of great speakers speaking on maturity and men. And one of the things I found out is that because you're 40, you're not mature. Because you're 50 doesn't mean you're mature. So if you missed last month, uh, you missed a wealth of information. But this month, we're going to talk about decisiveness. And what better way than to start off with our own, uh, Reginald Wright, as we call him, the architect from Arkansas. Uh, he's going to step right in. And I can't think of a, a better way to start this month off talking about decisiveness because this young man embodies uh, that word. And this is something that we all need to understand. And as, a, as men, as husbands, as business owners, how to make and how to understand what decisiveness is. On today, uh, we're going to uh, cover our prayer list, but most importantly, uh, we just want to uh, have this foundation covered by uh, the word of God and understanding that this is about his will and not about our will. We're just here to uplift, empower one another, and just to speak our testimonies and to speak our truth as uh, we have been anointed to do. Uh, on this day, I just want to give my uh, cousin who's in Houston, Texas, a shout out to tell him happy uh, birthday, Greg Fulton. He's 62 on today. He's been watching uh, the National Men's Prayer Call and he was excited about last month. And he just talked about, it. he said, man, it, that uh, speaking last month made me think about what hood I was in. And he said, not neighborhood, but he said childhood, boyhood, or manhood. He said it really just opened his eyes and opened his mind as to what maturity really was. And so this morning, we're going to open up with a prayer so we can get Reggie uh, out of the box. And so we're not going to take up much time, but we want to address our prayer list and those that uh, are on our prayer list. And if you have some individuals or if you yourself uh, need prayer, just throw your name in the air uh, right now. And then we'll just uh, uh, include you in that prayer. And so right now, my brothers, let's, let's go to God in prayer. Uh, this, this morning, Heavenly Father, we just come as humble, humble as we know how. Father God, the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Surely, Father, the God of every man on this call. We didn't come asking you for any, anything, but we came to just say thank you. Father God, thank you for touching us uh, this morning. Father God, allowing us to experience a day that was not promised to us. Father God, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Father God, we just thank you for another opportunity, Father God, to fellowship uh, one to another. Father God, to speak on uh, this month's topic of decisiveness, Father God, and to help us understand and to help those other men, Father God, that are logged in, Father God, that are viewing, understand what decisiveness is in this season. And Father God, and to just draw strength, Father God, and clarity, Father God, on this month, Father God, on uh, this characteristic, Father God, that we think all men 
uh, should have and be, should be able to be in a position, Father God, to make decisions, to make sound and bold decisions, Father God, that are going to affect, Father God, that are going, that's going to produce growth, Father God, that's going to produce uh, strength and unity, Father God, within the family, Father, within the business, Father God, and within, the, within, they, within their circle. So, Father, we, we just come this morning, like I said, Father God, with open minds and open hearts, Father God, to receive whatever it is that you have for us to digest on this morning. And, Father, we just like to touch and to thank uh, you for each and every man that's on this prayer call. And, Father God, and just thank you, Father God, for uh, what they bring to the table, Father God, for the mindset, Father, for the knowledge and the wisdom, Father God, that's been shared here on this platform, Father God, over the last eight years. And, Father, we just thank you, Father, for allowing us, Father God, to come together, Father God. Uh, in unity, Father God, because your word said where there are two or three that are gathered in your name and said that you will be there also. So we know that you are in the midst. And so, Father, we draw from your power, Father, because you've given us the authority, Father, to uh, have this platform, Father God. You've given us the authority, Father God, to come up with creative ways, Father God, to reach me and to empower me and to uplift me. And so we thank you. And Father, we just thank you for our helpmates, Father God, those individuals that uh, we don't, you, uh, the other men don't often see, but Father God, we know that they're there, Father God, they're, they're there to support us, Father God, they're there uh, lifting us up, Father, they're, they're whispering in our ears, Father God, allowing us uh, to do what we do, Father God, because they know that we're following you. And Father God, but when we, when we steer off the path, Father God, they're there to, Father God, to whisper in our ear, to let us know, Father God, that we need to get back on track. And so we thank you, Father God, for our wives, for our significant others, Father God, and we just thank you for our offspring on this morning. Father, like I said, we didn't come asking you for anything. We just come to give you thanks. We just come to give you the glory. And Father, for our prayer list, Father God, we just lift those families up, Father God, that are dealing with sickness, Father God, that are, that are dealing with illnesses, Father God. And we just thank you, Father God, for those families that have went through, but now, Father, they're on their way out, Father God. They're, they're, the loved ones have been strengthened, Father God. Their minds have been strengthened, Father God, because they're, they're held firm to your word, Father God. They did not deviate, Father God. They, they, they wavered, Father God, but they did not break, Father God. They, they did not stray, Father God. So we just thank you uh, for covering us, Father God. We just thank you for covering our prayer list, Father God. We just thank you for touching those families and those individuals that have experienced uh, sickness, Father God. So we speak right now, Father God, healing over their body, Father God, healing over their mind, healing over their finances, and we thank you. And Father, as we go into our word this morning, Father God, we ask, Father God, that you cover uh, Brother Reggie Wright, Father God. He's like a tree uh, planted, Father God, and, and allow, uh, Father God, his roots to take hold. Father God, allow him to produce uh, good seeds on this morning, Father God. We know that it's not him that's speaking, Father God, but you are speaking through him. So we just thank you for him, Father God. We thank you for his silky smoothness, Father God. We thank you for the way that he dissects the word, Father God. And we're looking forward, Father God, to being fed, Father God. We're looking forward to, to that nutrition on this morning, Father, about decisiveness. So, Father, we're going to step out the way. And we're going to allow you to have your way. And, Father, we just ask, Father God, that you continue, Father God, to give us guidance and understanding as we continue to grow, Father God, in unity, as we continue to grow in the National Men's Prayer Power. Father, this is our prayer. In your daughter's son, Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Well, amen and amen and good morning, brothers. Thank you for joining us on the National Men's Prayer Call. Every Tuesday and Thursday morning, it's our honor, our privilege, our pleasure to be able to get together in this safe place to not only pray, but to have a spirit-led personal 
um, development message that will strengthen, empower, and encourage each one of us to become better in our homes, our families, our churches, our communities, this country, the world, so that we can represent Christ as we expand the kingdom. And this morning, it's uh, you know, we just saw, this is a this whole quarter. I've just been looking forward every Tuesday and Thursday morning as we come together and talk about the four things that are uh, that uh, a kingdom minded man that God requires of a kingdom minded man. And he's looking for last month we talked about a mature individual is so very, very important. And then this month we're talking about, um, about decisiveness. Next month we're going to talk about consistency and then we're going to end it up with strength. But these are these four uh, key components. When you talk about decisiveness, that's making a decision, sticking to it, sticking to it, just getting the information and making the decision. And that's important. When Jesus called the disciples, uh, each one, they uh, they looked at them and said, wow, I've got this to do and this that to do. But they left the plow. They left the, uh, the boats. They left everything and followed Jesus because they was decisive. And decisiveness may, means that you have made a decision and you're able to follow it. Being double-minded is the exact opposite of decisiveness. So he, he talks about double-mindedness in the, in the scriptures. But this morning, we have a young man, when we met him several, oh, about three or four years ago, uh, Reggie was just, uh, he was speaking at a conference, and uh, we were impressed with uh, just how powerful and how purposeful he was. And so we gave him the invitation to be a part of this, this organization. And his decisiveness is what has always just really impressed me because he didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to, to pray about it because he's, he felt it in his spirit and this was a good thing and it was a God thing. So he was decisive. And, it, and who better to just to lead off this charge this, uh, this month with the topic of decisiveness. My friend, our friend, your friend, Reginald Wright. Reggie, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. Can you guys hear me good? We can hear you well, sir. All righty. Well, thank you. Uh, Brother Johnny, you did such a such a good job with our introduction. Man, I was closing up my Bible and packing up my notes, and I was just getting ready to sit back because Man, you were you you did a, such a great introduction, and so uh, always love to hear you speak. And uh, and once again, just good morning to all of the men that are on the call. You know, it's just something about kind of like Brother Talbert said about his his relative that have jumped on. It's just something about getting together with good men that just gives you comfort. You know, when you're ever in the presence of good godly men, that's just a source of comfort. There's a source of connectedness. And so I would continue to invite other men and those of you guys that get on regular, continue to send this out to other men so that we can continue to build this network and uh, continue to grow this thing, to continue to expand our comfortability, our accountability towards one another. Well, with, as I've been, as Johnny has said, I've been tasked with opening up our new theme for the month, 
which is decisiveness. And so I always feel I had the privilege last month of kicking us off with maturity. So I feel that it's just my role to serve you guys breakfast for what is going to be a very three to four, five course meal. So my task is to open the door to all of these great men that will be coming before us every Tuesday and Thursday. So you guys want to come back every Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm going to get us kicked off and then I'm going to get out of the way for the rest of the month and sit back. You guys are going to be in for a real treat. With that being said, let's jump off into what, what decisiveness is. And uh, we've been talking about it. It's been on our graphics. So what I think, I love what the gospel of Google, so I just love of how they define decisiveness. This is what the gospel of Google says. It says a decisive person is someone that shows the ability to make decisions quickly and effectively. So two ways, a person that makes decisions quickly and effectively. And effectively means that person makes decisions successfully. And so, you know, Lena, get, get this point, that person makes decisions successfully. We all know, and, and some of us may be like that, we all can identify with somebody that always makes decisions. They don't have a problem making decisions but nine times out of 10 is wrong. You know, you all got that friend that, man, you say one thing before you can finish. They, they already got it. They already know how they want to do it. They've already made a decision, but it's not always the best decision. And I'm, I'm telling on myself this morning, because that's me. When my wife and I are talking, I'll make a decision in 10 seconds, but it's not always effective. Effectively. And I think about the Apostle Peter. This is side conversation. You know, Apostle Peter, before he became mature, which is our last month's topic, before the Apostle Peter became mature, you all know the story that when uh, when they came to arrest him for the crucifixion and, 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 and they said one of the disciples asked Jesus, will we need the sword? Well, one question was asked, and they said the next thing that happened, Peter came with the sword and slayed the ear of one of the one of the, the, the people that came to captain. So again, when I think about making effective decisions, I always think about the apostle Peter. That's a great example of when we say making a decision that's not effective. He didn't listen. The question was answered, and he took it in his own, uh, 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 took it upon his own accord to handle it. So that's not what we're talking about when we talk about being decisiveness, being decisive, being a person that is is being described as a person that's decisive. When I think about, you know, what those kinds of people look like. Point first of all, point number one, in being decisive. Point number one, write this down. In being decisive, our point number one says there must be patience in decisiveness. See, we don't typically equate patience and decisiveness. We don't put those two together. They don't even seem like they fit together. But there is patience. A person that's decisive, a person that makes quick 
and effective, quick and quick and successful decisions exhibits when you look at his life, he still, even in the quick decision making, there was a patience about it. So there must be patience in decisiveness. So as I think as I was developing this, three three stories or three situations came to my mind. I always love the story of the 15, the, the, the 1519 Spanish uh, conquest by Hernan Cortez when he was going into, you got, this is very familiar, you know, a lot of people use it when they're giving motivational talks or motivational speech. They always quote this, but I really do like the story of the 1519 Spanish uh, conquest when Hernan Cortez was going in to invade Mexico. And once he got to shore, he looked around and told one of his guys to burn the ships. And so why? Why did he burn the ships? Because there was no looking back. There was no out. And so when we think about making decisions, I always want you guys to know a person that makes decisions, as Johnny even alluded to in his opening, there's no looking back. And I love what the scripture says in Luke chapter six, Luke, I think it's Luke chapter nine, verses 62. And I'm just going to kind of paraphrase is when Jesus was, 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 when they were talking about following him, Jesus said this to the guys, he says, no man who puts his hands on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. And so a person that makes decisions you can't make a decision and then waffle back. So number two, point number three, rather, I would write down if you're taking points, but those of you guys that are note takers, is there is no looking back. There's no waffling in my decision. If I'm going to be a person that's known for being decisive, there's no looking back. Jesus said, no man who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. So there is no looking back. I also love the story of Moses when he was uh, sending the spies out over in Exodus. I think it's around chapter 13. When Moses was sending the spies to go and spy out the land, the promised land that God had get, was giving to the Israelites. And so they were to come back. You guys know the story. You guys are Bible readers. It was the Bible says that, that when they came back and they were giving a report, everybody got they, they got they got fearful. They got fearful when they looked back. And so uh, uh, they, they, again, they started doubting because they saw the good things. They saw all of this, this good fruit that was available over in the land that God was giving them. But then they also saw these, these, uh, these, 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 the, the people there. And I think it said they were the descendants of the, of the, of Anak. And so these people were very large. They had very large frame. They were tall like Sakoni, you know, very intimidating. And so it says that when they, they said, yeah. So they reported back to Moses and they said, yeah, we see all of this great stuff, but we also see these people which are large. They are giants. And also the city is very fortified. And so 
And so again, these people, their faith was just, their, 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 their lack of faith had diminished. And so one of the characteristics too, is that I, I would also say in one of your points is that you gotta have faith. You gotta believe in the things that, that that's point number four. You have to believe in the calling. You have to believe in the decision. And so let me see if I could go to it real quick. I love what James says in chapter one. And he's talking about this. He says, if a, a person that doesn't really believe in the decision that they're made. And so, the, uh, I mean, uh, James calls such a person. He says that, that they're double-minded. He says, uh, he says, such a man is like a wave, a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed with the wind. For such a man must not suppose that he will receive anything from, from the Lord. He is a double-minded man. He's unstable in all of his ways. Guys, if we're going to be men of decisive, decisiveness, we've got to believe. We've got to exhibit faith in the things that God has called us to, in the, in the decisions that we are to make daily. We have to believe in it. And the last example that I, I want to share with you that I love, I mean, I you guys all remember that time when former President Barack Obama, when he had went in to get uh, Osama bin Laden and uh, the Osama bin Laden, they call, I think it was called the Osama bin Laden mission. That, and when they were talking to Obama after that, and he was sharing the heaviness of the decision that he had to make, knowing the consequences. There was, a, there was very little, you guys all know about this. There was very little room for error. And so, and, and so again, that was just such a great example of one that a person that made a decision and stood to it. And so when I think about that, my point Five is, if we're taking notes, I'm forgetting what points I, I think this is my fifth and final point that I will say is that despite your circumstances, you got to make your decision despite the circumstances that are before you. You can't let your circumstances affect your decision. You can't let your circumstances affect your decisions. President Obama knew what he was told circumstance There was very little margin of error to go in, but it was his best chance to go in there and get a sum of a lot. And they said, what are we going to do? He said, let's go forward. We got this small window of opportunity, very little error. What do you want to do, Mr. President? We're going forward. No looking back. Let's go for it. And so if we're, going to be, if we're going to be men of decisiveness, we've got to exhibit those same kinds of character. We've got to exhibit those same traits. Uh, no looking back. Despite my circumstances, I can't be doubting, being tossed over when I, when I make a decision. I can't put my hand on the plow and look back. And so when you see people like that, you know, some of their characteristics, they just always 
they're always stuck when you see those kind of people. They're never really progressing in the capacity that God has called them to operate in. Why? Because they're indecisive. They're not decisive. So we're going to be men of God. We have to develop decisiveness if we're going to move forward. And so as I close this out, I'm one that's always big on action steps. How do we get there? Reggie, you told us some great things. So how do we put this in practice? How do we begin to become decisive? And so one of the things, just three things that I, I, I'd say as I close this thing out. Number one, you know, if, you, if you're going to develop decisiveness, you got to spend time with God. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this every time I get on this platform and speak. You got to spend time with God. You got to develop. And spending time with God is, number one, is getting in his word. When you're having to make a decision quickly and effectively, you got to have some stuff in you. Because if you ain't got nothing in you, your decisions are going to be catastrophic. You're going to be like Peter. You're just going to be cutting people's ears off out here. Those quick decisions come from deep growth. Deep growth of, of as we talked about last month, of maturity. Deep growth of God's word that's being in you. And so I love what Psalm, Psalms 1 says, you know, a man of God delights himself in God's word. And in God's word, do he meditate day and night? So if you're going to develop and be decisive, your action steps, number one, you got to start, you got to start putting something in you. You got to start downloading some substance in you. So when it's time to make a decision, I don't want nobody making decisions for me, especially quickly and effectively that ain't got nothing in them. Because then they just operating off what we say off the fly. They're just making decisions off of what feels good. And we can't do that. So you got to spend time in God's word to develop that, to develop something in you. And so number two, you got to be, you know, yeah, look at the, the examples. Study other people. Imitate other people. Look at the decisions that they make how they make their decisions. Uh, and so I love it. And the, the apostle Paul always talks about, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And then I love it when he was talking to the church at Corinth over in, I think it's chapter 10, verse 11, where he was reminding them of all of the past history, all of the past failures of the Israelites. And he goes on to say, now, these were, these were, he said, now these things happened as an example for us, and they were written down for our instructions. Guys, it's very important that you look at others. Look at other successful people. Look at good examples. Model your behaviors on godly men that make good godly decisions that exhibit decisiveness. And then my last one is, I always come back and say is that I love Psalms 4610. It says, be still and 
know I am not. Guys, if you don't spend time, that being still means I got to get in, I got to have quiet time with God so that when I'm in the heat of the day and people are trusting me as a decisive man, there again, as I go back, what's in me? How do I get that? I got to spend time with God and I got to be still. Some of us are so busy. That's why our decisions, our, our decisions are so haywire. Many people's decisions are like my golf game. Every time I hit, I, I just don't know why my ball always go left because I ain't spending no time on the golf course. And so, you know, there, that shouldn't be a surprise that when I get on the golf course, my ball always goes left. But that's like many of our decisions. We shouldn't be surprised when we make decisions and things always go differently. We, we're not spending any time before God. And so when you look at that, that, that Psalms 4610 verse, when he says, be still and know that I'm God, what he was basically saying, if you really go back up and, 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 and really spend some time on those preceding verses, he, they, they were talking about war. And he was saying, uh, David was saying, cease from warlike activity and spend time with God. This was during a time of war. God was saying, so what, what does that look like for, for us? God is saying to us, even in your busyness of doing good stuff, stop and spend time with me. Guys, I hope this has been beneficial to you guys. I hope it's been encouragement to you guys. And I hope it can propel us on our journey to be the men that God is called to be. Who the men be the man that God has called us to be in our journey. And that starts with being a man that is decisive in every action and every decision that is before us. At this time, I turn this back over to whoever is closing us out. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Brother Wright. I've actually, I finally figured out the name that I'm going to start calling you. And that is the Knowledge Ninja. <laughs> because you definitely come in and you start throwing knowledge left and right. And before you know, it, we all cut up and bleeding, but it's good because you allow the Lord to use you to help heal us. And one of the things that really stood out to me was how you said that we need to make a decision successfully. That means to follow through, you know, to actually give some thought to it. And in order to do that, you have to be able to respond and not react. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference between responding and reacting. A lot of us, we've been called by telemarketers. And you know, if you've been on the phone with them for any length of time, they ask you a question, you'll say something. They ask you something else, you'll say something else. They are following the script because they are responding to what you are going to say. They have a response. You may be reacting, but they're responding. So when it comes to us as men and being in fact, decisive, we need to have a response. That means that we need to have some, for, some, some foresight and some forethought about a situation before it happens. Because otherwise we're just reacting and we're flying by the seat of our pants. But in order for that to happen, we have to spend that time with God. We have to get God's thoughts and God's views on the situation. So that the end result is that when it does come up, instead of us reacting to it, we can respond. Like you also went on to say about, you know, that that you have to have patience. You have to have patience. And, 
And I wrote down, start early, but finish strong. And what I mean by start early is you have to think about a situation. In fact, you have to do what ifs. We have what we call first responders. They, they are first reactors. They're first responders. They actually train for a situation. So when it comes up, they're not reacting, they're responding, but they know that there's a certain amount of patients that need it. So they actually start thinking about it sooner, but the end result is that they're able to make a decisive decision because they've actually started early and they had patience. But you said, you know, don't look back. And I wrote down plan A, no plan B. I remember hearing Steve Harvey say that, that there is no plan B. If your plan A isn't working, you get another plan A. You don't divide your time, your energy, and your resources trying to fund, fund two plans. You abandon the first plan to get another plan A. And so, so, so we said no looking back. That's what really came to mind, the importance of us being able to actually stick to whatever decision we've made. Fourth thing you said that you got to have faith. And we do. We have to trust and believe that what it is that we are making the fact decisional, that God has given us that insight and, and that God will see us through as we follow him. The fifth thing you said was, uh, don't let circumstances affect your decision. And again, that is not allowing what's external mm -hmm. to deal with what's going on internally. But that's why it's important for us to spend time with God, spend time in his word, and for us to get to know how God looks at a situation, because that helps us make the right decision and be more decisiveness. You know, you talked about a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and that's true. So we need to have, be, have a singleness of heart and singleness of mind when it comes to making our decisions. So with that being said, I do want us to close in prayer. Again, great job, and I just thank God for the knowledge ninja, Brother Reggie Wright. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to gather together and study your word. We thank you for the reminders that you sent by your servant of God, how we can be decisive in the things that we do. We thank you for reminding us of the importance of us spending time in your word and with you so that when things come in our life, that we may be able to, Lord God, make godly decisions, decisions that honor and bring glory to your name. Father, we just thank you for everybody who's tuned in, everybody who's watching, everybody who's listening even those who watch the replay. God, we ask right now that you would just meet every one of us at the point of our needs. Help us be the man you're calling for in these last and evil days. God, we'll be careful to give you the honor, the praise, and the glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray and for his sake. Amen. 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 God bless you again. God bless you. Thank you for that word. Amen. God bless you, Brother Wright. Thank you, Brother. Thank you.